Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Calling all Gleeks. I'm Kevin McHale. And I'm Jenna Ushkowitz. We became best friends on the set of Glee. And now we're doing the Glee recap podcast you have been waiting for. How romantic. Each week we'll take you behind the scenes. Spill all the Glee tea. And break down episodes from season one with former cast, crew, producers, and writers that brought the show to life. I think everyone needs a little more party in their lives. Get new episodes of Showmance every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and PodcastOne.com. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. You said that. I didn't say that. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Friday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. The great Johnny Bench, Hall of Fame catcher from the Reds, will join us. We'll talk about the Astros cheating scandal. Although their owner said that uh, they didn't cheat. They uh, broke rules. (laughs) Oh, semantics. We'll also talk to the uh, star forward for the Toronto Raptors, my Raptors, Pascal Siakam. Will join us coming up here in a little bit. So we'll try to cram all that in. It's a Traeger Meat Friday. I don't know what they're uh, cooking out there on the Traeger grills, but it looks and smells really good. And uh, we'll try to get some Traeger Meat Friday songs as well in the final hour. Yes, Paul? My sources tell me it's bacon-wrapped filet mignon. We're kicking it up a notch. I like it. I like it. Just got this tweet. Uh, This is from uh, Sam. I had 1-800-Flowers deliver flowers today to my wife. Her bosses, regional directors, happened to be in the office today when the flowers arrived. Huge win for me today. Major props from the wife's co-workers, which is always nice. Yes, it is. You know, nice, just gestures, small gestures. That's what they like. Just go out of your way. How about a personalized card? Your own, a homemade card. Get the flowers. You don't have to go to dinner. You have to do all the things that they tell you to do. It's just you gave thought. Women like it when you give thought. Instead of, uh, let me uh, just do something. We're going to dinner. Hey, I got you some chocolates. Thought. Sometimes presence. But thought is really, really (laughs) well done. Because my thought was this morning, I'm not going to wake you up. I'm going to let you sleep in. I'll take care of the pets. And I'm off to work. Love you. Happy Valentine's Day. It's gutsy. I didn't, I've yet to hear back from my wife. So that's, <laughs> that's uh, about four hours ago. Yeah, we'll be all right. Been married 33 years. I think we're good. Hey, she better get me something nice, too. Why is card. It, yeah, why is it always one, one way here? Yeah, see. I had a uh, bag of gummy bears waiting for me when I woke okay. up, which was about as spot on as it could get. That's okay. Yep. I, I, I'm okay with that, you know. Maybe a bottle of tequila would be nice for me. That's the PM. <laughs> don't want to start my day with tequila. Not yeah. anymore. I don't want to do that. Uh, this program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. The all-new GT four-door coupe, because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you miss any interviews from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, just go to the DP Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. All right couple of headlines. The uh, rest of baseball is now reacting to the Astros press conference. Feels like it's open season on the Astros. Kurt Suzuki, who was with the Nationals, uh, he said he came out today in an interview with the Washington Post saying that uh, the Astros were doing this sign stealing in the 2019 World Series. I know that they've talked about that this was limited to 2017, which I don't believe, but uh, 
feels like more and more players are now coming out. Here's Justin Verlander of the Astros saying he should have done more. Yeah, I mean, it's been difficult showing up in, in, in 2017. And, you know, once uh, once I spent some time there, understood what was what was happening. Uh, I wish I had said more. You know, looking back, I, I can't go I can't go back. I can't reverse my decision. Uh, you know, like I said, I wish I had said more, and I didn't. And for that, I'm sorry. Yeah, need more than that. Yes, dude. Yeah, the interesting part of saying I wish I had said more uh, implies that he had said something to the team. I, so what Justin Verlander is implying is that he was just like, hey, guys, I don't, he said something to them about cheating, but he wished that he had said more than that. You're right about that, but I think – I wonder if he said anything. Well, right. Yeah, but if I don't say anything, I, I, I wish I would have said more than nothing. Well, right. So he like if he didn't say anything, then he would have said, I wish I had said something. Mm, yeah. You know, but instead he said, I wish I had said more. So what what did he say to them then? I don't know who was doing the interview, but I would want to know what – Brian McCann had to say, or A.J. Hinch had to say. Like, somebody wanted to say something, and for some reason, it, it feels like McCann and Verlander would be leaders in that clubhouse. If you said something with those two guys, because they're always talking about the integrity of the sport, don't you think these players would listen? Yeah, Paul. But you could see how someone, whoever the ringleader was of this, or person who was really pushing it through, said, Hey, everyone's doing this. We're just going to do it better. Stealing signs is not illegal. You could do it at second base. We're just doing it better than everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is doing it. I heard they're doing it at this place, this place. Oh, really? They're doing it at other places? Well, we better catch up. Here's uh, five clips of whistles from the Dodgers-Astros series, the World Series. Uh, are these all edited together, uh, two-a-days? Um, let's play them one after another because we – they. I mean, you can find this now where there's these whistles and – you know, there'd be one whistle, or there would be two whistles, or a whistle that sounded like the da, 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 charge, that thing. And every time you would hear a whistle, the next sound you would hear is an unbelievable crack of the bat of an Astros hitter. Here's uh, some of those whistles from the World Series in 2017. Time run at the plate. 3-2. Let's go. And it's shot down the line. Okay. Altuve, open stance, waits. Another three-two. When they play, you can hear that whistle, and after every one of those whistles, somebody is right on a on a ball. No matter what the pitch is, they're they're sitting on a pitch there. Let's bring in the uh, the great catcher, the uh, Hall of Famer, Johnny Bench, Cincinnati Reds. Johnny, how are you today? I'm fantastic. And I, want to, I want an answer on what did you guys get for Valentine's? I didn't get anything. Oh, what did you get? I didn't get anything. I, but I didn't need is anything. Simple, or is it just, it says Woman's Valentine, Women's Valentine's Day? I, I think it's more the Woman's Day. Like, I don't expect anything. You know, my gift is just giving back to everybody today. I mean, that's showing my love for everybody. You take a stance. No. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sake. I mean, if I got a gift card for uh, Home Depot or for Dick's Sporting Goods or somebody, that would have been great. I would have been I would have been fine. I could have done that. I mean, it was just something, a remembrance of what I've done in the past year. <laughs> oh, you poor guy. You need to take a stance in your own house. I can't help you out. Oh, come on. My boys gave me a Valentine. Well, they haven't yet, but I'm sure they're, they're going, going to. They're, they're going to. You poor, yeah. poor guy. All right. 
Uh, what do you make? How are you, my man? I'm doing okay. I'm doing a lot better here. Uh, you know, about six six months removed from treatment, and uh, you know, seeing these smiley faces every single day, the Dan Eds. I mean, how could I ever be in a Wait, I was being serious, that's Johnny. Valentine's right there in itself. Yeah, you're right. That's a Valentine's in itself. Uh, what did you think of yesterday with the Astros? I felt bad for Jim Crane. I, I guess because I know him and he's a nice guy, and I, I you know, I doubt that he knew anything about it. I, I really do. I think, you know, with Lunell and, and AJ, and they just, you know, they've cost him five million dollars and and two draft choices and stuff, and. He's a quality individual, and I just, you know, he'll never recoup that from those guys. But I feel like that the – and the guys are, you know, they were in a pennant race. They're, they'll do anything they can. They want to all this stuff, and yet, you know, they their denials are – it's never going to satisfy. You're never going to satisfy uh, media or people who are naysayers or the Dodgers who suffered through the Astros and then the Red Sox and – uh, I feel bad for them because, you know, it doesn't make a chance. And who was receiving those signals in the dugout? Who was the guys that were whistling? I mean, let's identify them. They're the ones that basically were duplicitous in all this, and they're the ones that were responsible for getting the signs whistling. I mean, if I knew what was coming, I'd hit 700. I'll just tell you right now. <laughs> We used to have a there used to be a pitcher named Bill Singer that pitched for the Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. Had a little slippery stuff every now and then. He'd put on that little <laughs> little Vaseline or grease or whatever he had, and, and he denied it all the time. But in the All Star game in Kansas City, for some reason his jacket was lying there on the bench, and you know, and I I'm having fun putting a Dodger jacket on, and I reached in the pocket, and there was the uh, there was the Vaseline. <laughs> Okay, but right, why I say that story was when he, I couldn't hit him. I mean, I couldn't hit him with a boat or he'd run that sinker in on here, that slider <laughs> away. And then one day somebody from the dugout said, look, I said, what? He said, well, when he t- throws the curveball, he takes it in his stretch. He takes his hands right up high by his chin. When he throws the slider, he takes it by his chest. And when he throws the fastball, he does it at his waist. He just takes it, puts the ball in the glove and goes to the waist. And I'm praying somebody gets on. Well, I had three chances with guys on. I had a two home runs and a double. And then some ridiculous fellow told him what he was doing, tipping his pitches. <laughs> I never got another hit off Yeah, but you had the, the owner of the Astros saying that this didn't impact us winning the World Series. How's that possible, Johnny? Then why, why do you fire your GM and your manager, and why are you being punished by baseball if this didn't help you? Well, the, he, got, he already knew that, I mean, he, he can't really – believe that his players aren't good enough to win the World Series. So he's standing behind his players in that fashion, just saying, hey, you know, we would have won anyway. And that's that's what every owner should believe. And he's he's going to say that because, you know, the, the easiest thing in the world is try to, well, the best thing in the world is try to get this as far behind you as you can. And I think they chose the right guy and Dusty Baker to, you know, to offset some of the, the, the media and also the critics and all stuff and try to temper that. And, you know, a new guy would have a lot of problems with it. And Dusty will just slough it off and say, hey, hey, we're, we're here to play baseball. And uh, you guys, let's just let's just go at this and let's put it behind us. Let's play. But, you know, the fans are never going to put it behind them. They're going to they're going to do, 
everything they can, but from the stands, and they'll, you know, if they'll let them bring garbage cans in. That was interesting because I never, I, I mean, I've never heard the garbage can. I've heard the whistles because you guys have brought it up and good, and it was really clear. But somebody was getting the signs and somebody was distributing them to the hitter, and somebody was whistling. I mean, Peanuts Lowry was the first base coach for the San Francisco Giants. And he and certain catchers would have their legs open enough that they could he could actually steal the signs, and every time he would he would get the signs he would give Willie uh, a signal that he had the signs, and if he'd been over it was a fastball. So every time every time Peanuts got a uh, got the sign and got it to Willie and Willie hit a home run he got a new suit, <laughs> and I think I think Peanuts had twenty seven suits that year. <laughs> Did somebody steal your signs? I'm sure they did, you know, and we we were always aware that somebody at second base was the lean or the stand up or some kind of motion that would, you know, indicate to them that that it was that they okay. had them. And that but that's okay, did. though, right? That's baseball. Well, it is, and you know, you just go out and you tell the pitcher beforehand. Look, I'm going to give you the curveball sign. Don't pay any attention to it. Just throw the fastball right in his ear. <laughs> and. Once now the batter's up there and he's looking for the curveball, and he gets the fastball up and in under his chin, he say, "Oh, I'm not going to trust these guys again." <laughs> now I don't know what's coming. I remember when Gene Malk, Pete, Pete, they couldn't get Pete out. It didn't matter. He he just got hits, 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 hits. So at a, at the start of a game, Clay Dalrymple was the catcher, and he said, "Gene said to tell you what's coming." <laughs> what? So he said, all right, here's a fastball. Fastball right down the middle. Pete takes it. All right, now you got a curveball. <laughs> he takes the curveball. He steps out of the steps out of the box and tells the umpire, would you tell him to shut up? <laughs> he didn't want to know the signs. I could steal I could steal signs from this by watching. I mean, steal them, meaning that I, I would watch the pitcher, and he would always give a little something with his glove. He would flare the glove open on his curveball. He would squeeze it tight. If he brought it from high around his side, he'd come up with the seams for the slider. He'd go cross seams with a fastball. And it was still hard to do, but it's still hard to hit. But, you know, there were guys that had telltale little things that would give them away. And, and you tried to get an edge as much as you could. And I hate to see what's happened with, with this, but, you know, there was the Red Sox and, you know, what other teams. There's other teams out there, I'm sure, that have I mean, they did it at Wrigley Field in the scoreboard. They did it in Boston in the scoreboard. So, so they were stealing signs. It's just, it just didn't everybody could whistle right. <laughs> uh, Johnny Bench, Hall of Famer, joining us, Dan Patrick Show. I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, the best infield, including the catcher of all time, is the Big Red Machine with you, Perez, Morgan, Concepcion, and Rose. I'm thinking, who is the second best infield in baseball history, in your opinion? modern day you know the Dodgers weren't far behind you know they had Garvey Lopes Russell and Say yeah uh, it was kind of hard to be and the Phillies were pretty darn good with Smitty at third uh, Boa was at say short you know Dave Cash who I think was out there at times and and yeah I mean I would have to go back and you know you would have to help me on that your opinions but uh, we were pretty good. Yeah, we were, we were really good. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't be humble because we know that we know Rose is a Hall of Fame caliber player. Concepcion, to me, was a 
Hall of Fame shortstop. You had Morgan and uh, Perez and then you, which are obviously no doubt Hall of Famers. I also brought this up, too. I said, you might even agree with me, if the game is on the line of all of those players on the Cincinnati Reds, the one guy you would want at the plate with the game on the line is Tony Perez. Yeah, I mean, I want me first. Okay, but, but I'm taking uh, you out of this. But Perez was a okay. a great clutch hitter. Yeah, yeah, and, and and Joe may have been the best player I've ever seen, ever. Period. Better than anybody, Mays, Mantle. Yeah. I mean, that whole group. Joe Morgan was the best player you ever saw. Yeah, wow. I mean, he could get a hit, he could take a walk, he could steal a base, he could hit a home run, and he was and he go on the Gold Glove. Yeah. I don't know if we were the best. We were among the top two. Let me just say that. What, infield? Yeah. Uh, I, I, got, I vote for us, but I, I... I got a Hall of Famer at every position, basically. I know. I know. It's uh, it's pretty amazing, isn't it, to put together a team that, like... And how much would you have to pay today? You couldn't keep you, you guys know? together in Cincinnati. No, no. It was, uh, you know, a couple of us, and you know, we'd all be over the wells in the 20s. What was the what most? Would I do with four hundred billion today, Dan? <laughs> what would I do? I still, I still talk to you, you would, but it, it you wouldn't would. be as often. Uh, what was the most you ever made? Nine hundred. Nine hundred thousand. I made two point two in my entire career. Wow. I made eleven thousand my first year, which was a thousand above the minimum. <laughs> I uh, won the rookie of the year. I made twenty. I won MVP. Made forty. I won MVP again. I made eighty. And then I had the lung surgery, and which kind of slowed everything down. So. so Garrett Cole will make the amount of money you made in your career in the month of April. No, in the first two weeks of April. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's four million a month. I mean, easy, and makes more than that. So he's making more than that, and wow. you know, he's got a ten or eleven day grace period. So, and, uh, <laughs> hey, it's great to hear and from you. We talked about the steroids. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it just uh, you guys are you guys are worth a hundred million dollars now. For you think it's how important their Hall of Fame would be, but they're living the life. And I don't think they, I don't think Bonds they, or Clemens has any remorse if they don't make it in the Hall of Fame. The amount of money they made in the the second half of their career, the twilight of their career, is you know, I'm sure they look at it and say it's well. Those guys it. in the last few years that have been tied to uh, steroids and they're in, and I think they're just making a making a uh, uh, sort of a thing about about Clemens and, and and Bond, so I think they're trying to make examples. You think that they're going to get, those guys are going to get in? Yeah, I do. Now, how do you feel? I'm, I'm you know, I'm I'm in between. I mean, I, I, you know, when I remember when Frank Robinson, I think the first meeting they ever had, and they said, this isn't for the very good, this is for the great. Oh, the Hall and of Fame. So, yeah, so I'm. Uh, I like the guys personally. Uh, it's uh, it's hard to deal with. It's hard for us to live with. But I think with the last few years and everything else, with people with shadows over their careers and stuff, I think it's uh, it'll be interesting. So I'll uh, I'll go with the sports writers if they decide to do it, which they haven't. But uh, I'll be at the Hall of Fame uh, and way. wait for your induction. <laughs> Uh, great to hear from you, Johnny. Thank you very much, Thank and, and uh, good luck Best today. Yeah, Thank you, bud. That's uh, Johnny Bench, Hall of Famer. I love when he comes on and tells those stories. 
just stuff where you had a manager who couldn't get Pete Rose out and said, just tell the catcher to tell Pete what's coming. Just to mess him up. That's good stuff. Yeah, you could hear it in his voice. You know, the steroids. He didn't want those guys in. Yeah, Paul. I love, though, guys like Johnny Bench who are all-time greats. When you say, who do you want up, up the bat? He goes, well, start, start <laughs> with me. <laughs> that, he can't not be honest. I never heard Johnny say that Joe's the best player he ever saw. And that's saying a lot. But uh, Joe Morgan was – like, Joe came from the Astros. And I remember that trade happening, and you're like, okay. Like, the, the guy's hitting 260 for the Astros. And all of a sudden, he came in. And in that lineup, man, he was unbelievable. Joe Morgan was unbelievable. Yeah, Paul. Joe Morgan had a season where his MVP, he led the league in on-base percentage and slugging. Those rarely go together. And this is pre-steroid era. And stealing a base. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was a special team. I got spoiled watching baseball. I had the best up if I took the catcher, second baseman, shortstop, and center fielder. N- nobody can challenge what they had as far as fielding. Rowe, uh, you had bench who was a Gold Glove winner, Morgan Concepcion Gold Glove winners, and Cesar Geronimo was a Gold Glove winner who had one of the strongest arms in the game. Yeah, I got spoiled then. All right, 21 after the hour, phone call's coming up. We'll check in with the Raptors. Pascal Siakam, the uh, all-star, will join us in about 10 minutes. Take a break here. Dan Patrick Show. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That is what NetSuite by Oracle is set out to solve because most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, and that's why many businesses fail. The question for any business owner out there is, are you confident that you've got the right numbers at your fingertips? Now, I've never run a business, but, you know, we work on kind of a small business here, and we all make sure Dan has all the information he needs. It's huge. Now, serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all your finances all in one place in real time, right from your phone or your desktop. Schedule your free demo right now and receive the free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash Patrick. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today at netsuite.com slash Patrick. Again, that's netsuite.com slash Patrick. you got to have all the information right in front of you. Go to netsuite.com slash Patrick. Out of Sleep Number Bed. If you listen to the Dan Patrick Show, we've been talking about Sleep Number forever. We've been partners with them forever. Thank goodness. You know, you know of all this, but I'm going to tell you, and again, sleep number beds allow you to adjust on each side for ideal firmness. When you buy a mattress normally for one of those, you know, sketchy places, it doesn't match. If, if one side, one person likes it one way, one likes it the other, you, you got to have your sleep number set, and you can change it to whatever you want. Mine's 55, my wife's is 45, but you can have two different beds in one. The sleep number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably at night. With sleep IQ technology in the bed, it tracks how you sleep and gives you personalized insights for your sleep. But the only negative about the sleep number bed, we're about to go to Miami for a week for the Super Bowl. We're not going to have our sleep number beds with us. You miss your bed. I'm not kidding. You get back in that thing and you just want to sleep. I really miss my sleep number bed. I'm not having gone to Miami yet. Discover a proven sleep quality at, say, 50% on the 360 limited edition smart bed now at the ultimate sleep number event. Only at sleep number store or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Check it out right now. Sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Well, we're hoping to have, have uh, Pascal Siakam on, the uh, Raptors forward. He's going through customs right now. How many times have we heard that excuse why you don't want to come on the program? But uh, if we can't, don't they fast pass teams that go through there? Do you have your uniform on? <laughs> is he by himself? Because this is All-Star Weekend. It's, 
Who's with him? Kyle Lowry? I know there's a PR guy, but he said he can't go through with him to speed up the, whatever the oh, process okay. is. He right. has to stay back. The old them. going through customs. All right. Yes, Paul. There was a big topic this week. There was a video online of a, a gentleman in the last row of an airplane, the last row where you cannot recline your seat. Mm. And the woman in front of him had reclined her seat the entire way to take a nap. And this gentleman was just basically repeatedly punching the back of this woman's seat yeah. in a uh, not-so-silent protest over this. Yeah. And it became a big discussion. So I have a question for the room. When you are on an airplane, do you always recline your seat, never recline your seat, or do you have an other policy for yourself? I won't go all the way back. Ever? No. Why? I just know what that feeling's like when somebody does that to me. So there's part of me that goes – I just – I know what that feeling's like when you're – Sitting in coach, and all of a sudden somebody goes, Whoa! and then you're like, oh, God. And, and so I do probably a half. What if someone does it fully to you? I can't. I, I don't bang on the, you know, I don't do that. What I hate was when somebody is on the airplane, and they're the row behind you, but they grab your seat, yeah. and, and, and then they, like, rip you back. Then I have a problem with that. But, you know, for the most part, I, I try to be – sensible when I'm in my seat. Yeah, Paul. My recline policy is I look in, look behind me. If that person is either reading or watching a movie or had their food out, I don't recline at all because they're, they, they're doing something with their seat. But if I look back and that person is completely unconscious and their seat's reclined, I will slowly mm. recline mine back to match theirs mm. and hit the sack. Yes, sir. That's, that's the worst thing. If you've got, like, a drink out and you could potentially spill all over the person, you've got to – if you can't look behind you and see what they're doing, there's got to be a way to slowly move it back. And then they could always maybe tap your chair if they're concerned that all of a sudden their food's going to go flying or something. Yes, sir. This, to me, is one of those bizarro social norms now that because a few people get unhappy when – I mean, if you weren't supposed to recline your seat, then they wouldn't recline. Yeah. But now it's for some reason it's become socially unacceptable to recline your seat on a plane. It's like the dumbest thing that for some reason everybody's like, oh, no, you can't. You just can't. Of course you can. But didn't American Airlines, I think, was involved in this with that woman and this guy? And didn't the woman get in trouble because of this for some reason? Well, I'd like to know the backstory. Did the gentleman stand up and talk to the woman verbally instead of just pounding her seat with his fist? Because that would be the right thing to do. Hey, do you mind? I'm, I'm stuck back here and I can't recline. You bump it up a little bit, yeah. but I, we don't know that. Yeah. Is anyone a non-recliner? Yes, sir. I usually don't recline, but it's not because I'm so worried about the person behind me. If I was going to recline, I would gradually go back to not mess up whatever they have on their little tray, their little table. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't lay back that much. I, I'm I, I think you can. You can go back gradually. It's when you got that guy. Who hits the button and it's like a violent move back? Yes, dude. I had that happen once on a plane where the whoever was in front of me just slammed yeah. back, and I had just gotten a Bloody Mary and it was completely <laughs> full and it exploded all over myself and the person sitting next to me. And at first, I just sat there kind of stunned and I was like, I was soaked with tomato juice, which is awesome for a nice long flight. And then I had to say to the guy next to me, I was like, Hey, man, I'm really sorry, but I think it just. He goes, I know, I saw, it's fine. Uh, like, oh dear! So he's not happy, but I did. I really don't think it was my fault. But uh, yeah, couple of phone calls here. Uh, Chase in Houston joins us. Hi, Chase. What do you have for us today? Dan, one eighty-six foot. Um, I just want to say, on behalf of all Astro fans, um, if you're listening to Dan's show right now, your baseball team has broken the rules and has cheated. 
Astro fans do not care that you hate us now. We, in fact, love it. You know why? Because your team has broken the rules. Your team has cheated. We got caught. We got caught. We're owning it like men. But with all due respect, Dan, I cannot stand it when these reporters and or commentators keep probing, well, we want to know more, in explicit detail. What did you do? You know darn well that they're not going to go into detail about this. And let me tell you one mistake that Manfred's made, because this is Pandora's box and the proverbial thread and sweater, because next is Boston, then New York, and then it's going to keep on going through the whole season. And Astro fans are uniting behind this because I've got a funny feeling, and the baseball guards are, are funny, Dan, you know this, that the Strohs are going to be in the World Series this year. And wouldn't it be so sweet as an Astros fan, like we had anything to do with this cheating, like there's a fan conspiracy, which we obviously have not or did not, if we want it clean and we want it the right way this year. So Astro fans are baking on that. All right. Well, thank you, Chase. Yes, dude. The Astros are not owning it like men at all because they're right now currently debating, well, we didn't cheat. We just broke the rules. And the Astros are going to win 60 games this year. <laughs> no, they're not. Yes, they are. No. Yeah, they're going to be terrible this year. The over-under is 93. Just the stress on every city that I they know. walk into. That's going to get real old on an incredibly long season. Look, I understand an Astro fan is defensive because you had no control. You had no say in this. And if you want to think everybody cheats, good luck with that. And look, if they cheat, if the Red Sox cheated, to what degree? Then penalize them. Punish them. You already fired their manager. If the Yankees cheated, all right, punish them. Like, I don't, I, I don't have, I'm not vindictive. I don't have a vendetta against the Astros. I just want to know what happened. Because you have your owner who did what? Said what? This had no impact. And then came back quickly after and said, I didn't say that. And then stood by it later. I mean, you can't tell me that it didn't help you. And you can't say, well, we won the World Series doing this. Let's not do it again. I mean, come on. Got to be fair to the story. And don't be mad at baseball or commentators. Because if it was reversed, and you know this, Astros fan, Let's say you lost the World Series to the Yankee, the Dodgers. You lost the World Series, and you found out that they were getting the signs and they were cheating. How would you feel? Would you say, hey, well, everybody cheats. That's okay. We'll try to win it next year. You would not. So at least be honest about the story here. Presentation is horrible. You had weeks to prepare for that. And weak is the appropriate word, just spelled differently. It was weak. You put Altuve up there with Bregman. Bregman always has something to say and had nothing to say. Justin Verlander, he's the sheriff. He's always talking about people cheating. And then he, he didn't say enough. What did you say? I can't imagine a team is going to go, uh, hey, uh, Verlander wants to talk to us. Okay. Brian McCann wants to talk to us. And then you're going to go, screw those guys. We're going to continue to do this. We're killing it. 
Yeah, Paul. Remember we had Lance Armstrong on about five years ago, and he explained his rationale at the time. He, he admitted what he did later, much later at the time. But he said, in my mind, everybody was cheating, so I had to do it to keep up, or I just should pack up and go home. He said once he convinced himself of that, he just decided to be the best at cheating, the most organized, the most uh, duplicitous is hiding it and attacking his attackers. He was just the best cheater and the best rider yeah. at the same time. But in his mind, he didn't think he was cheating because he thought everybody was doping. He convinced himself because of that. And I'm not saying that the Astros did that, but it's possible that someone in that, in that clubhouse, whoever the ringleader was, said, hey, guys, everyone's doing this. If we don't keep up, we're going to be in third place. And then you convince yourself that it's right because everyone's doing it. Yes, Todd. How much are you owning it if you're giving short, brief, prepared speech of under a minute each and you're not willing to take any questions? Those, that, that would be owning it. If they're willing to take some questions and they didn't just have a rehearsed, edited speech of under a minute each, that tells me nothing. And there were a couple of Astro players who did stand up and, and they, they spoke with not a prepared statement. They, Carlos Correa, I thought, did a pretty good job. I, I thought there were some players who did a pretty good job with this. But if you think you can hold a press conference in spring training and it goes away, it's just not going to go away. And I, I understand if I'm an Astros fan because you're going, oh, my God, how do I defend this? You know? It's tough. Uh, Jeffrey in Arizona. Hi, Jeff. 510-180. I am an Astros apologist, and I would like to apologize for the Astros. Can I do a real apology? Yes, you can. I can do I do my Altuve voice? I don't know. I can't. Um, <laughs> I want to say I'm really sorry for the way we acted. We won't do it again. Yada, yada, yada. They had, I'm sorry, Dan. I love the Astros, but they should have done better on that. We all know. Remember when Pettit? Oh, like, my God. Yeah. They loved the guy. They were like, oh, Pettit, apologize. Come on, Pettit, we love you. So if they would have done a little bit better, then who knows? You well, know? no, it's the Yankee fans loved Pettit because he was cheating to get back to help the team. I don't think the rest of baseball bought this, but, but thank you, Jeffrey. You know, it's a nice package deal there. I'm not going to tell you what I did, but I apologize for doing it. You know, it's a sham of a press conference as well. Candace in California. Hi, Candace. Hey, Dan. 58128. Thank you. And I do want to just say thank you to Jeffrey. I am a diehard Oakland A's season ticket holder, and I wanted to tell you about my sign because it's ready. It's ready for the Astros. Okay. All right. What kind of sign are you going to hold up? Well, you've got to be a Game of Thrones fan. Oh, McLovin, you got to help me with Candace here. Okay. Yeah, I need your help. I need right. your help. So it's going to be the image of Cersei with the lady with the bell and just the words shame. Okay. Shame. Shame. Paulie even saw that episode. Yeah. Thank you, Candace. Now I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. And there's there's even more to it because I think she's naked shame. when she's walking and getting the shame yelled at her. You could put a, a shirtless Altuve being yelled shame at him. Uh, Mario just sent me something that uh, Cody Bellinger is uh, speaking out. He had this quote. I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving them immunity. I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. I think what people don't realize is Altuve stole an MVP from Judge in 17. Everyone knows they stole the ring from us. Ouch. Here we go. 
This is the most excited I've been for baseball in years. Let's play the feud. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. Close-up shop here, what we learn, and uh, what's in store on Monday. Take a break here on the Dan Patrick Show. Back after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Close-up shop, as we always do. Goes out to the audience. Thank you for allowing us to have the privilege to be able to do this every single day, at least Monday through Friday. I'd work the weekends, but the Danettes probably wouldn't do it. my show flowers red roses on the air on tv is that enough for my wife like if i say hey those those are yours maybe it's a screen caption there for her i take a picture of it and say and here are your roses but i use them for the studio our 1-800 flowers there probably not i'll try to sneak in a meet friday song or two reggie miller will join us coming up on uh, monday and this trigger meet friday we got bacon wrapped filet mignon. Wow. Caprese salad. And then uh, I don't know what else we got. Some onions in there. But our IT guy, Alan, he does a wonderful job every Friday. Not at IT work. No, 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 no. But he's our, really, really good. Our computers are a disaster, <laughs> but we're eating better than ever. He's great on the Traeger. Anybody can have good computers. Uh, this, this day in sports history, Paulie? I got a bunch of them, Dan. Uh, right. 1966, Rick Mount, Lebanon, Indiana. Lebanon, I think, Indiana is yeah. pronounced. Became the first high school male athlete to be pictured on the cover of Sports Illustrated. 1966, CBS bought the rights to the NFL's 66 and 67 championship games, basically the Super Bowl, for $2 million per game. The rights to those games were $2 million a game. Mm. Um, 1989, Mike Tyson and Robin Givens were divorced. I had the over. That was tough. Do you remember that interview with Barbara Walters? And it looked like Mike was out of it. He admitted later he he was drugged. Medicated, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was so quiet and passive, and she did all the talking. 2002, Greco-Roman wrestler Rulon Garden. Remember him, the Olympic champion? Yeah, we had him on right after he won. He was stranded for 17 hours outside in temperatures that reached 25 below zero. When he was found, his body temperature was 88, and his feet were frozen. Uh, Gardner had the middle two toes on his right foot amputated due to frostbite. <laughs> he was a great story, though, because nobody followed Greco-Roman wrestling. And then Rulon Gardner won the gold. He up, he, he upset, I think, a Russian 
who was invincible. Like this Russian Greco-Roman wrestler was undefeated for like a decade, something like that. Uh, Jerry in Florida joins us. Hey, Jerry, what do you have for me today? And uh, this is for all the Astro fan apologists. Yesterday, uh, I'm in live in West Palm. Yesterday, I went to the uh, press conference. I had a cardboard sign that said "cheaters." I put it down, went to the restroom, came back, and someone had stolen my sign. So even the, <laughs> even the even the Astro fans are cheaters. They're sign stealers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, McLovin. Welcome. Oh, that's a walk. Wow. See ya. I'll see you Monday, McLovin. That was great. Have a great weekend. Happy day. Uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Sign stealer. I think I missed that one. On a tee. No. It's right there for us. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think which Meat Friday song I want to play. How about um, Dave in Washington? Dave in Washington, Traeger Meat Friday song. The meat is on the grill. <laughs> it's really such a thrill. How Michael's had it right. Keep the veggies out of sight. The smell is quite divine. On rivers we shall die. Meat is on the grill. Meat pride is on the door. Boy, that is good. Dave in Washington. Well done. Uh, here is Johnny in Canada with Enrique Iglesias. Would you see it to See the planks you make the most in direct heat for the piece of meat. Put me on your grill tonight Would you rub Would you marinate Would you spice Would you leave me plain Medium rare Johnny in Canada By the way, if you send in a song a minute or less, okay? That's all I got that's all I ask, Johnny in Canada. A meat ballad, Enrique Iglesias. There. Uh, here's Brandon and Reagan in Michigan with their uh, version of Lizzo Meat Friday song. I throw your beef on the Traeger grill. Tell me how you like me. <laughs> beef on the Traeger grill. Tell me how you like me. Woo! love me some beef. It's meat on a Friday night. No smoothies, please, Todd. You gotta try some new bits. Like the time you showed up in the work where it's good to get grilling with the guys. It's how you smoke your meat. No, it's not the size. My heavenly meat makes you realize you should put your hands up and testify. If the lions make a super goal, the lions would read what a goal. I throw your 
Brandon and Reagan in Michigan. Got some skills with a Z there. A little Lizzo. I like that. Great song. Wow. Great song. Let's go around the room what we learned on the program. McLevin, final results of the poll question. Uh, which, what happened when the Astros yesterday made the situation worse or way worse? 84% said way worse. Yeah. Todd, Astros apologist, what did you learn today? There will be some very creative signs and language this season at Astros Road Games. McLovin? Johnny Ben said he would have hit 700 if he knew it was coming. Seton O'Connor. Yeah, 2020 baseball, catch it. Yeah. Now, now we got some rivalries. We got some excitement here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do the Dodgers and Astros play? They're, I think the commissioner owes that to us, that they have to play. Paulie, what did you learn today? Averaging 24 and 7 won't get you through customs any faster. Yeah, yeah Pascal Siakam didn't get through customs. Uh, what did I learn on today's program, Todd? It's not enough to show a picture of flowers or roses on the screen. No, you actually have to purchase them for you your do. You do. Okay. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. If you run a small business, use LegalZoom right now to make sure you're set up for success. Go to LegalZoom.com today. Take care of your business. And enter the promo code PATRICK. In the box at checkout, Legal Zoom, where life meets legal. Have a great day, great night, everybody, and a safe weekend. Talk to you on Monday here on the Dan Patrick Show. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.